you went on tour with Mariah Carey and you like dance with Justin Timberlake. Welcome to Millennials Looking for Mentors. I'm Klein Eliardi. And I'm Elise Notariani. And thank you to Jefferson Health, New Jersey for sponsoring this episode. Today we are talking with Carrie Lachlan. Uh, she has a pretty uh, wild resume, including a full career as a professional dancer, an actress and comedian, which she then left to become a home organizer and designer. And you've probably seen her on shows like uh, the Travel Channel's Hotel Impossible or HGTV's Extreme Maker Makeover Home Edition reboot. And then she also designs a ton of amazing things, including hotels down at the Jersey Shore. So I'm so jealous of literally everything she does because none of that is my spiritual gifting. Like I, I have things that I can do, but like, Dancing, not one of them. Design, not one of them. Dancing while you design? That I can do. It's not pretty. John's got some some videos of me dancing around the house that I don't like it when he pulls out. Oh, all of a sudden now I, this is more important than anything we've ever spoken about. I wanna see all of the videos. <laughs> I get really excited when we watch Mamma Mia. Yo, great show, not show, great movie. Sequel's Fantastic. better. But also. Oh, sequel is better. Fantastic movie. John likes it just as much as I do. Don't let him tell you otherwise. Oh, yeah. yeah. It takes absolutely no prompting for him to pull up that video and show you. So next time you're over. Perfect. Perfect. But before you go stalk Huey's on social to see some of those videos. Um, my social. No, we're putting them on your social just so you know. Let's talk to Carrie. The past like three days, I've been like, you know, I should probably look at my apartment and like rearrange stuff because I knew you were going to get on and of course your background was going to be like it's what? honestly it's only because I have to do it so often I was doing like a plain like white wall for a while just finding a spot and then COVID happened and it was like oh no you got to be like cute and then you gotta have like a flower in the corner and then right. you clear your actual desk of life yeah. right right can you tell us how you got started in design yes <laughs> So I got started in design um, be, as an organizer and I, it kind of snowballed from there, but I was a professional dancer, commercial actress and stand-up comedian. That was kind of what I was doing in Los Angeles. And that was what That's I wanted fun. to do. Yeah, it was super fun. And it's really cool now that I get to look back at it and go, wow, you did, you went on tour with Mariah Carey and you like dance with Justin Timberlake and you wow. had all these really cool experiences that have nothing to do with design, like nothing. It wasn't like I got out of high school and I was like, I'm going to be a designer one day. It was one day sitting in my apartment in LA saying, okay, well, I've done this. And I'm in the, in that moment, I was on tour with Mariah and I had been on tour with Mariah probably for about like a, half, a year and a half. And we had just Casually finished. Mariah. And I had just finished um, New, rocking New Year's Eve. And I remember standing up in the middle and I was like in the middle of Times Square looking out and I was like, okay, I think I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And my friends thought I was like completely just off the wall. They were like, you're going to walk away from this tour. I said, I am, I think I'm done with this section of my life. And it's, I'm time, it's time to pivot. It's kind of time to figure out what's next. And from there, I thought back to my childhood and said, what am I really good at? And I was like, I'm always, I always liked organizing or I had this moment as a child where like the way I would relieve stress was I would pull everything out of my closet, like aggressively, <laughs> and then I would hang it all up really pretty. So I was like, well, that, that actually, um, I like that. 
So back in the day was Craigslist. I found a woman who happened to be moving out of Los Angeles and she was a professional organizer and she had some really big clients and she needed someone to take over her business. So I went with her for one day and the next day she was like, okay, here, here are my clients. And they ranged from like art dealers and agents to carrying moths from the matrix. And then like, you know, normal day, like moms that just had beautiful, huge closets because it was Los Angeles. Oh my <laughs> so, God. And from there kind of word of mouth got around that I was organizing and I started to pick up clients there. And then at the same time, my then boyfriend, now husband and I bought a home that was foreclosed and we started to kind of work on it. So then word of mouth got out that I had a good eye for design and I was really good at checking off things from people's to-do list. And I got coined the get it done girl, which is how I came up with Gidge Living. And people would just be like, oh, you want this done in your house? Call Carrie, she'll get it done. Oh, you, you have this project that you've been working on? Call Carrie, she'll get it done. And that is how I got into organization and design. Wow. How did you connect with that woman? Like, you just breezed over that. Like, how did you, know, you get from, I've never really done this before professionally to, here, take my client list. I, you, you know, I don't know. I also look back at that, like I'll hear other people's stories and I'm like, wow, that just really fell in line for you, didn't it? And then I'll look back at my own story and I'm like, oh, it really fell in line for me. It, it was, I think, honestly, I had lived in New York for many years and New York was such a place where if you wanted a restaurant job, you had to like walk in with the confidence of a bull and be like, and a lot of mm -hmm. the restaurant jobs I worked at in New York were all male based. So I was in a lot of these restaurants, I was the first female bartender or I was the first uh. female waitress or I was the first female VIP waitress. So I, I feel, which is crazy. I can't even believe I'm <laughs> saying that right yeah. now. Um, but I worked in some really high end restaurants and, and the only way I got there was to really fake the funk, like walk in and act like I knew what I was doing when I knew I had no idea, but I knew I was a quick learner right. and I knew that I paid attention and I wanted to do the best I could do. And when I reached out to that lady on Craigslist, I, I believe I used the same skill set of just being like, we're going to fake this till we figure it out. And I yeah. surely did. I surely, I faked everything. Like, <laughs> but uh, my brain is naturally organized and my brain naturally looks at things in a certain way. So it was a little bit of, you know, nurture and nature, I guess. Was there a time when you were building your design business um, or even brand that you thought of quitting? Was there a time I ever thought of quitting? Or you're not quitting, I, but pivoting. You know, you know, pivoting. I think everything is pivoting. When I started, I really just started as an organizer and my business grew out of what I was already doing. So I don't think I ever intended to do it. So I never had that fear of quitting because I never had a lot of, um, I, I never put a lot of weight on it. And then as I was like, oh, this is turning into something. It's a constant pivot. Con you're constantly pivoting. I think if you're not pivoting within your business that you start, um, that's where you hit a wall. I mean, literally, like you'll hit the wall. So with, with Gidge, my design and organizing business, I never wanted to quit. I will say that, you know, I definitely suffered imposter syndrome, but like we all, many of us do, because yeah. I didn't do the traditional route of being a designer who went to school. I was this person who had a knack for it and started from organization and then kind of 
just was asked to start designing. So I was, I'm, even today, like all the time, I'm constantly teaching myself and learning something new. I did quit my very first television show that I did as a designer though. So I literally the second day. Was, yeah. <laughs> so I was working on Hotel Impossible. I was, my son was all of seven months old. I was still nursing. I was on the road. I had left him for the first time and oh. Hotel Impossible was so intense and it was nonstop. It was like 17 hours a day. And there were oh so many elements that were coming at you at one time. And my specific first episode was just one of those episodes where everyone was new and nobody knew what they were doing. And it was kind of like the perfect, am I allowed to curse? Yeah. Shiza storm. Okay. It's <laughs> perfect shit storm. So, <laughs> so it really, in the middle of the night, I was like, I can't do this. Like, and I emailed my agent and I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, I'm so sorry. You know, I know this is what we were working for. And this is my first really big television appearance as a designer, but I just can't do this. It's not worth being away from my family. And he got back and he's like, that's a real bummer because they already want to book you on five more episodes. Cause your first episode's like your trial episode. Right. It's oh, your gosh. audition, so to speak. And I said, oh, really? He's like, yeah, they really love you. So the next day I kind of woke up and pulled my bootstraps up and emailed <laughs> and was like, okay, I'll keep going. Wow. And, uh, you know, that that turned out to be one of the largest learning lessons of my design television life. So it's good not to quit, but it's good <laughs> to be like, hey, I've hit the wall. This might be my limit. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. Yeah. How were the next episodes? Were they as hard or did it get any easier? Oh, it never got easier with Hotel oh, Impossible. Never. It got harder. You, there was, I would be in California shooting a show and they would be like, Hey, can you go to Alaska in two days and scalp this location? And I'd be like, what? And they're, we're going to shoot. I need you to scalp it, see if it's okay. And then we're going to shoot three days later. And I'm like, when do I design? You'll design when you get there. So you would some, on some episodes you would arrive, design, measure, figure out, figure out your design all in a day and then have three days to implement shop, implement the design and then be on camera. So it was, oh it was a, my God. Yeah. It was, um, I learned so much. I yeah. learned so much. And that's interesting. And with a seventh month old at home. Yes. Yes. With a seven month old at home. Yes. <laughs> I would have assumed someone else was doing the scouting. I guess that like, were you really involved in like all of it on that show? You would, you would, you would have to, you, you would have producers that would go in front of you and scout right. locations. But when it was, there were times where we only had a couple days to turn around the show. So right. you would be scouting the location. And when I say scouting, they would say, Hey, we have this hotel, but I would have to go and scout and be like, okay, I think the lobby will work. And they have this playroom or we'll do one guest room and they have this cafe. But yeah. then I also have to interview the local um, contractor, because that was the thing about Hotel Impossible. Every city, you had to work with a local contractor. So you had five minutes to decide, is it A, B, or C? And then hope to goodness that they're going to be able to pull it off with you in right. the three to four days that you get. So, wow. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. what I was learned your... a lot of new skills. Yeah, what, seriously. <laughs> what was your key to knowing if the contractor was going to work or not? After the first episode, which that's why my first episode was such kind of a, a bamboozle is that nobody really was into doing the project. So I had to just choose the guy oh. who was willing and he just showed up him and his son. So after that, I learned 
about asking about a crew. So that was, I was like, how many people are willing to come and actually do this show? Wow. And a lot of it was whether they were game, right? Because some people would walk in and they would think that they were going to be on a reality show with me. Like I would have contractors say to me, well, you know, I'm going to battle you on TV and I'm going to, and I was like, well, then, you know, I'm not going to choose you. Like, yeah, I'm not yeah. here to <laughs> battle you. Like we're a team. And then Weird. other times you, you can just, you can feel someone's energy when you're talking to them, whether or not you're going to work well together. And of course you always have, you know, bumps and humps and all that, but I'm really keen on people's energy. I think that's a huge, huge part of, you know, life in general. So that was always a big thing for me. Yeah. I feel like you can teach skills. You can get people to actually do things. You can't get them to come in with a good attitude. Mm-mm. You cannot, you cannot. And it's, you know, it's such a, um, it's a disease when, especially when you're on a set and it's that high stakes, it's, I always I claim it to kind of if anybody's ever worked in the industry of the restaurant industry, when you're a bartender, right, you start your bar that night of your shift, then you start and you're all, ha ha ha, this is so great. And then like, it goes crazy and you're (laughs) just back to back and you're, you got tickets going and you're four people deep Mm. and the team behind that bar works together and it's so choreographed and you might yell at each other and you might bark and someone might drop something and you might get on each other's back. But at the end of it, you're like, good job team. Good job. Yeah, let's go and you've closed down the night, like you've accomplished something together. So I'm always looking for people who have great teamwork. Cause you, like you said, you can't teach a good attitude and you can't teach people that are game for teamwork. Mm. Was it hard to get past that first episode? Yes. Because the other thing about that episode, which is something I, which I, I'm so grateful for is that the host of the show, Anthony, we were on another episode in Alaska, in this very, very small airport. And that first episode had aired. And then I had another episode after that. So this was like our third or fourth episode. And he said to me, you know, that first episode you did was terrible. Nobody liked it. It was terrible. And it wasn't terrible for the record. Like I bust, I bust on him now. Cause I'm like, remember I, like he was, he was so like controlling about that episode. He's also one of my mentors now. I should mention that he's an amazing human, but he, gave it to me so straight to the point where I was like, I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And he was like, people didn't like it. And I looked at him and I said, well, of course people didn't like it. I was like, you guys gave me $2 and 13 minutes to redesign an 1800 square foot lobby and a guest room. I was like, and I had one guy, I literally had people wow. from the street coming in painting. And when I explained it all to him like that, and I stood up for myself and I was like, and that was really mean. Like, and I just basically took all of my power back. He was like, well, okay. And that like, like the you? whole like sex bubble kind of switched, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was, that was a hard one. That was a hard one to get over. So yeah. I keep the pictures to remind myself. It wasn't really that bad. I'm going to have to post it now. So. <laughs> you oh, do, yeah. Gosh. Do you ever like look around at the end or did you ever look around at the end of the show and be like, I did this. And if I had the actual time to do it <laughs> in my timeline, it could be unreal. I think about time. that when I watch AGTV all the time. All the time. I would say with Extreme Makeover, we had such a huge crew. So everything mm. that you envisioned and you wanted to come to life came to life. Like you were like, wow, we're not missing a plant. We're not missing a, like a picture, a mirror where you, you didn't have those. Oh, we need to put this here. I wish I had that here. Hotel impossible all the time. 
And in my day-to-day life, because I am hired very often, I kind of say I like design on a dime and a timeline because a lot of the times when I'm dealing with shore hotels, you know, they can only shut down for a certain amount of time before they need to reopen their doors. And some of them don't even shut down. So you're working on a very specific timeline, a very specific budget. And there's, I mean, every day I will walk in and be like, if we could have just afforded to put a little wallpaper right there (laughs) or if I could have had the time to get things in the room and look at them because a lot of times I'm just I make my design boards and I'm just like all right this this will work and it does like I have to say it does but there are times where I was like maybe I would have gone with a different sconce so was there a big difference between like reality designing on reality tv and you're just designing in real life for your clients You know, there isn't, there really isn't because when we did Hotel Impossible, I was always looking at where the hotel was located, what the clientele was like, what the hotel hotel owner's dreams were. When we do Extreme Makeover Home Edition, we're doing the same thing. Hmm. Where is this home located? What, how does this home function? What does this homeowner want? And then the same thing with my clients, whether they be residential or whether they be hotel now, I'm, I'm always asking the same questions past, present, and future. What does this, you know, what is this home? What is its history? Where does it come from? Where did they, how did it become part of this family or this clientele? What is it doing right now in the present, the good and the bad? How is it working well and how is it not? And then the future, what is it that the client sees the future of this space being, whether it be for their family run business or for their home? And then what is it that they want from this space? And then for me, I always look at what I see the family needs or the client needs for its future, whether that be future branding when we're dealing with a business or children growing up or, you know, children moving away because they're a little bit older. So it actually is very, very similar. It's product is different. That's really the difference for me is that a commercial product is different than a residential product. So where does your design community live now? Like, are they on Instagram or TikTok? Like, where are you connecting with people? I would say Instagram. I, I feel like I'm kind of old in that way because I know that there's so much happening on TikTok as far as design goes. But I feel that Instagram still really allows and gives you space to interact with your people and mm-hmm. allows still allows the space to kind of I don't want to say teach, but more inform, right? It it al- still allows you to inform your audience where when I see TikTok, I'm just so entertained. Like I don't even care mm-hmm. what happens. I'm just completely entertained, but I always have to cut it and I always have to make sure that I'm not um, comparing or getting overwhelmed with all the gorgeousness that you can also see on Instagram. I was going through your Instagram yesterday, low-key stalking. It's fine. Um, <laughs> I and you, but you respond to like, I'd say like 80% of the comments that you get. Does yes. that not get tiring? It doesn't. It doesn't, you know, and I get so many personal DMs as well. Um, it doesn't because I, you know, I look at, we all look at like, oh, how many followers does this person have? And how many followers does this person have? And I, I've noticed that like the larger followers, I have friends that have hundreds of thousands of followers right. and they, they don't respond to anyone because how right. do you do that? Right. Or people hire people to respond to people. I take, I kind of take time out of like the night or every two days. I try to space it out. And then I really do just sit there and 
I recognize so many people because they're the same people that are commenting over and over or have sent me personal, um, you know, messages about their space or their family. Like if I post something about my family or a, I, I don't tend to like post my hard times, but if I just have a moment of like, Hey, I gained 15 pounds over COVID and I'm okay with it. Like that flooded my inbox. Yeah. And then, <laughs> mm-hmm. so now we're, so now we're like BFFs. Cause we've just talked about like our genes not fitting. So right. there's, there's something about the personal connection that I want to keep because if not, it feels very robotic. It does make have sense. you been starstruck in your comments at all? Like, have, have you gotten people that you're like, I can't believe that they're looking at my Instagram? I, I haven't. I feel like I was, I, I, I you know what though? I feel like you haven't because that's your world. Like, like I was going through your comments and I was like, oh, Ty Pennington, like regularly comments on her stuff. Yeah. And that's I just mean, totally normal to you. Like, yes, I will say that Layla Ali, she was on the show for yeah. Extreme Makeover Home Edition. And we, you know, when we had guests on the show, we only really met them. Like you meet them for that day and they come on and you're like, oh, you're working on this project and you might see them the next day for a reveal. So it's, it's very quick and you don't get to spend a lot of time with them because you're working so hard. Um, but I will say like when Layla Ali like interacts with me, like through DMs or if I like comment on her, her page and she'll get back to me personally, or my husband and I do these like, like cute little dance videos and she loves them. And they're so amazing. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Thank you. Like- <laughs> but she'll, but she'll DM me and be like, I love the dance videos. And I'm like, and I'll be like, babe, babe, Layla Ali loves that. Oh my <laughs> so, God. I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's, you know, there's, there's cool moments like that. So there, there's so many people that like I admire and respect. I just, I am grateful and starstruck that anyone like comments. So. Well, next time Ty Pennington comments, you can just like sneak in there that you talk to this girl Elise and she's obsessed with rock the block. Yeah. Oh, I live you, for rock the it? block. Do you love I, it? It's such a good show. Were there <laughs> any moment moments, um, with extreme home makeup with extreme makeover home edition? Um, where, I do it all the time. I, yeah. What, what, what is that? <laughs> I do it all the time. We had the premiere, like there was a television camera in my face and I was like extreme home makeover. And they're like, no, it's extreme makeover home edition. And I'm oh like, gosh. I know this. I'm on it. I know it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's sorry. so funny. No, that, that, trust me, that makes me feel a lot better. Um, <laughs> but was there, was there a moment when you really connected with one of those families? That's tough. I mean, every single family was so special to all of us. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a really difficult thing to say because we also had so many people from the community. So you were, you were, you were connecting with a family and then you were also connecting with like each episode had about a thousand volunteers from wow. each community. Oh gosh. So you were, I mean, there's so many like Kelly Mayo, who was the, the grandma who just loved to hug everyone. And she literally did. And like, when she hugged you, you didn't want to move. You wanted to just stay there. Oh. And then like, there was Tom Washington, who was a cancer survivor who sadly recently passed. Oh. So like our connection with him is, was so deep. He was such this soulful man and he lived for like enriching people's lives. And then there, I mean, there's the Mosley family. She was like a single mom who had, she had two kids of her own and she went out and adopted like three more yeah. kids. Like she had so many children coming out of her eyeballs. Yet she was the <laughs> coolest mom. You were like, I was like, I just want to go hang out with you and go to the bar with you right now. Amazing. So it's, 
yeah, it's tough because they each had such a beautiful story that, I mean, you just connected with all of them. There was teachers, there was, I mean, it was, they were, they were all incredible. I couldn't pick, yeah. they'd be mad at me because I still talk to mostly all of them. <laughs> That's her. fair. True. They'd be like, um, <laughs> you said that I wasn't your favorite, which I love too about social media, as much as I harp on Instagram about the Insta Joneses is that it does allow us to stay connected and all those families from Extreme Makeover and even some of the families from Hotel Impossible, I'm mm. still in contact with, so. Oh, nice. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. So we've got some very hard hitting questions for you. Okay. Um, okay. We do a segment called this or that, um, okay. which is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> so um, you can explain them away. You can just say what you want and stick by it, whatever you want. Okay. Um, but first one is East coast or West coast. Oh, y'all. Um, gosh, can I be neutral on that? I can't be. Um, my husband's <laughs> West coast. We met on the uh, uh, I might, I might have to, I might have to stay East Coast. Let's be honest. Ooh. Jersey. Let's Good. go. Uh, hardwood floors or rug? Hardwood floors with area rug. But then you have to sweep and vacuum. But uh, you do. But you've got to get a good vacuum that goes from the from the hardwood floor onto the rug. A good like oh, Dyson fair. handheld. Tools are important. Kind of, tools are the most important. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Do you ever put carpeting down in a room? Like, yes, you do. Okay. Yes. But it's for me, I like, I like the looped carpet. I like a really like tight woven carpet, but in, I say that, but in my home, I have like gushy Tempur-Pedic carpets (laughs) all upstairs, Mm. all Ah. upstairs. When you get out of your bed, it's comfy. When you walk down the hallway, you don't hear it. So yes, I I feel like carpet's a little underrated. Yeah. All right. Nice. So um, this is a TikTok trend. Do we do plain walls or the picture frame molding? Picture frame moldings everywhere, right? Everywhere. You mean and like I love you it. mean like the trend out design? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's what I would say: depending on the home that you live in, if you live in a mid-century modern home, or if you live in like a '90s very Jersey, we have a lot of '90 homes, like the track homes that are '90 homes. I live in one mm-hmm. myself. <laughs> um, you have to be careful that you're not creating a, a, like a style that makes no sense, like to where the home is like, why are you putting this on me? Like this doesn't make any sense. So I think <laughs> that it it depends on the home, but I will say always be always be uh, cautious of trends. Mm. Mm-hmm. But yes. I do love it. I love it all. I, I have <laughs> a little. Crazy. I have like a little bit in my home. Like I've been looking at that. Yeah, and it's I put so that. Wait, is that like, what it is? So this is my version, but my version wow. is like it costs about <laughs> um, one dollar to put this up. Amazing. It's like made of basically compressed foam. And I took a little nail and I got a little laser thing and I went pop, 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 pop. And then I painted it. And the great part is that is that in a couple of years and I'm like, you know what? I don't like this trim work. I just pull it off and then it's done. Nice. Because trends come back. Like right now yeah. we're dealing with like florals are back and like skirted mm-hmm. furniture is back. Granite is making a bit like, like really cool, intricate granite. And how many people went through their houses and got rid of granite and got quartz that's white with a little bit of veining yes. and now like full granite is coming back so you have to always be mindful that like <laughs> mm-hmm. don't get rid of your dark furniture because now dark furniture is back yeah like, you have to yeah. be careful you have to be careful yeah interesting um all right so digital calendar or paper planner both 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 always both 
and not a planner. I don't have a planner. As, <laughs> as, as organized I, as I am, I have a, it's down on the ground. It's a notebook that literally has like my son's drawing on one side and then oh. scribble scrabble everywhere and then more scribble scrabble. And then in my notes on my phone will mm. be like the things that I need to really, but a lot of it's in my brain. So. Nice. Okay. No, I don't. Nothing's in my brain. <laughs> <anymore>. <laughs> So wallpaper or paint? Again, right? We have a trend thing happening yeah. because wallpaper is, certain wallpaper was all the rage. Really graphic art or wallpaper was all the rage like two years ago. And now you're seeing people pull down that wallpaper and put up that molding. Yeah. So tried and true for me, first and foremost, will always be paint. And then wallpaper, mm -hmm. remember, it's like, a lower back tattoo so you gotta like it if it's going to be permanent mm. okay if you're if you're going to go with it it's a tattoo if it's permanent if not do a small section with some peel and stick so if you don't like it in six months you can take it down all right well <laughs> this was so much fun um oh thank yes, you thank so you much thank you guys for having me i'm like of i feel course. like we should be having coffee right now i know it's a shame we didn't do this at like five. We could have done like happy hour. We so should have. We can do it again. We can yeah, do it again. Yeah. We can, we can take it and take. So thanks to Carrie for that super fun interview. I'm going to have to go redesign my entire house right now. But my boyfriend's going to be so mad. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Thanks for tuning in for our season finale. We'll see you for season two. All right. Bye. Bye.